Hey friends, I have one thing to ask of you before this podcast begins. My heart behind my podcast is for it to touch as many women as possible so that they can grow in their faith and know that they are not alone on their journey to heaven. I can't do this without your help. So I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share today's episode with just one friend who you think would grow by listening to today's conversation. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Paige, and welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here um, and to chat about hospitality versus fellowship versus entertaining. So I'm excited to dive into this unique topic. So welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, it's going to be so fun. I'm excited, especially being a wife for this topic. It's going to be super fun to just get to learn from you. Um, But before we dive too far in, would you please introduce yourself? Yes. So my name is Paige. I am a wife to my husband, Christian. Um, We are coming up on four years of marriage this year. So pretty exciting. Um, I am a mom also. I have three boys. So Santiago is two, uh, two and a half. Augustine, who we call Augie, is one and a half. And then we're due in June with our third son, who is Benedict, and we'll call him Benny. Um, So yes, I am a boy mom through and through. (laughs) And I love it. It's great. Um, I kind of actually always thought that I was going to be a boy mom, Uh which it's funny that God was like, yeah, prepared you for that. Yeah, that's me. I have to reach out. <laughs> so, oh, awesome, perfect. Yes, if you need any tips, I got you covered. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then I am—I was born and raised in California until I was twelve, and then my family moved to Austin, Texas, which everyone is still there. Um, but seven years ago, I moved to Anchorage, Alaska, and I have been living here ever since. And um, my husband is also from Texas, but we met up in Alaska, um, and we both love it up here. Um, we just love the simplicity and the the beauty and the community that we have is incredible. So we don't really have any plans on leaving anytime soon, but God <laughs> could always change that. Yeah. Um, and I am a homemaker. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I am a Catholic wedding photographer as well. Um, and then I run a podcast with my two friends called Mo- the Moving Mountains Podcast, which is uh, just based on modern-day miracles. Um, and I tomorrow officially start my certification to become a postpartum doula, which I am super excited about. Um, which is also actually a specifically Catholic um, program that I'm doing because. I just like, I'm so extroverted that I'm like, I just want to like do all these things, but I also just want to like serve all the people around me by doing these things. So yeah, it's been really amazing um, that I can use this time while my kids are still young and we have a little bit more of a flexible schedule to be able to do things that I'm really passionate about. Yeah, that's so fun. And I'm totally the same multi-passionate girl over here, you know, like all the, like serving in so many different ways with all of our different talents is like so fun. So I feel like we relate on that level so much of like, you know, for me, I'm a branding and website designer, but then I do a podcast and then I create products and it's like, what else can I add? I'll probably have something else by the end of the year, you know? Um, yes. Yes. But- and it's nice that like, not all of these things are always happening at the same time too. So it's like when there's a slower season for one thing, then it's like, Oh, it's a little bit faster for this other thing. So yep. right. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, that's the beauty of it is just like we have the different seasons of, of business and in life and they all intertwine so beautifully. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for today's topic. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about hospitality and fellowship. And so the kickoff question I have to lead our conversation is what is the difference between hospitality and fellowship and entertaining? Um, so we're, I'm just going to let you take it from here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um yeah, so all three of those words, they all go hand in hand, right? Like yep. you might think like, oh, well, hospitality hospitality and entertaining are basically the same thing. Yep. And 
you get fellowship within all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've become a homemaker and and my extroverted personality, <laughs> um, I just love to host things. That's something that I've noticed. And I've, you know, I've actually always been a planner ever since I was a little girl. I was, I've always been the friend that gets the things going. Yep. Um, like I started this club when I was very young called the star club <laughs> it was like with five of my best friends. And I would have, we, I would plan like a themed slumber party every month and we would all yep. get together and it was just so much fun. And then in high school, I was the one who like always planned the party buses for, for like winter formal and yep. um, just different things like that. So I've always really loved to plan and just kind of give that as a gift to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then once I got married and started really, you know, creating my own home, because when you're living with roommates, it's like you have to kind of share yep. the space and everyone has their opinion about what goes on the wall. Um, but once I got married, my husband, he's so great. He's like, yeah, you do whatever you want with the house. <laughs> yeah, I was very thankful for. Um, and so I just kind of started, yeah, just thinking about like, okay, I want to, you know, I want us to host all these things. My husband's also very extroverted, which is great too. So we're kind of um, the people that are always having people over. And it was funny because we were in Texas for three months visiting family um, over the holiday season. And all of our friends were texting us like, we haven't seen a lot of our friends because you guys aren't hosting things. (laughs) So that was just kind of an affirmation but also it's like you guys can plan things too yep (laughs) you're an adult you got it (laughs) yeah but um I was listening to a different podcast um months ago and they were actually talking about the difference of hospitality and fellowship Mm -hmm. and that just like really got me thinking and I was like wow yeah I have really never thought about that Mm -hmm. and and like I will touch on entertaining but I feel like the big difference is hospitality and fellowship entertaining is kind of just like its own little thing that I'll touch on later Um, but so and this is this is like all of my opinion and my experience right so um people could definitely disagree with this but (laughs) Um, this is just kind of what I've come to realize in my experience with it all and just through listening to what other people have to say as well. So, um, hospitality is, um, it's the bringing of the wanderers in, um, and giving them what they need. And it's not always the most comfortable thing. Yeah. Whereas fellowship is a time of renewal. It's a time of ease. Um, and it's a time to be with people who you're completely comfortable with. And so when I was thinking of that, because I, I've always said like, I love hospitality. Like I love being hospitable and, um, and like, obviously they can go hand in hand. Right. But then once I started reflecting on this, I was like, wow, yeah. Hospitality is definitely something that can push us out of our comfort zone. And that was really good to reflect on and just kind of think about how much in my life like how much am I actually going towards hospitality and how much am I really just like going towards fellowship? Yeah. Um, and so in this podcast I was listening to, they said to prepare for hospitality is to prepare to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that just like really hit me. I was like, yeah, because sometimes with hospitality, um, you know, that might be like bringing someone into your home that you're not, you don't know super well. And so yeah. then you have to be a little bit more on it and like conversation. Yeah. It's like, okay, I really have to think about good questions to ask tonight. <laughs> Let's we'll type it out. Yeah. I got my cue notes under the table. Yeah. Right. You have them written on your hand. Um. Yeah. But then it like rubs off because my hands are sweaty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so... Um, so that kind of made me think one of the, the podcast hosts, she had asked, uh, her co-host, she was like, when was a time that you experienced hospitality? And so then I started reflecting and, Mm -hmm. and I actually in preparation for this podcast, um, I, I re-listened to that episode this week and I started thinking like, okay, when was the time that I experienced hospitality? But then I thought, actually, you know, there was a time that I experienced um, 
lack of hospitality mm-hmm. and how much that impacted me. And so I'm going to tell you the story. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah do it. So. Have you ever thought about how many different skincare products you've used over your lifetime? I know I've tried so many and have mostly been left feeling frustrated that nothing actually works. Either my face doesn't feel clean, I break out, it smells weird, my face burns, and sometimes the list just keeps going on. And all while knowing there are ingredients in the products that are often harmful to my skin and hormones. Can you relate to this? Because I sure can. Until now. I have found the best product. This line of skincare is completely toxin-free and the ingredients are certified organic. Like seriously, what could get better than this? I used to have pimples from body oil and sweat pop up all over my face all the time. But once I started using Crunchy and using it consistently, my skin hasn't ever looked this good. I've never been more confident wearing zero makeup and I don't have to use a single filter on social media. You deserve that too. Our skincare sets are the perfect way to get started with your clean skincare routine, and you can get $10 off the already discounted bundles when you use my link in the show description. I moved to Alaska uh, in summer of 2016, and um, when I was in Austin, I had the most incredible Catholic community um, through the University Catholic Center at the the University of Texas in Austin. And it was just, it was phenomenal. And I came up to Alaska um, to be a camp counselor for the summer. And then um, I was staying. I wasn't planning on going back to Texas. And so I went from this amazing Catholic community in Austin to this amazing Catholic community at camp. And then come August, like in a split second, all of it was gone because everyone left Alaska. And now I'm in Alaska and I have no friends. <laughs> I'm like not involved in anything. I'm yep. still kind of looking for a job, kind of looking for a place to live. And thankfully I was able to stay at the camp until, you know, I figured things out. Yeah. Um, such a blessing. But yeah, I was just so that was the month of August and it August is so rainy in Alaska. And <laughs> like I didn't see the mountains for two weeks or the sun and it was so sad and I was so lonely. And so I was just like craving community so deeply. And like I said, I'm an extrovert. So like, mm-hmm. I really need it. Yep. Um, and to just like, go from having this amazing Catholic community to basically having nothing was, it's just so hard. Yeah. Um, and so the camp is, it's out in the valley, which is like the Palmer Wasilla area. Um, so that's about 45 minutes north of Anchorage. Um, and at the time, there was not a booming young adult community out in the valley. It was more for families. Um, and um, Anchorage is where like all the young adults were. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I have to get out to Anchorage. And um So I would come out to Anchorage because I was, you know, interviewing for jobs out here. And so I would drive to Anchorage and then um, I went to mass and I met this girl who I had like kind of connected with just through social media, of course. Um, And she was, she was so kind in person. We like saw each other and she recognized me and she was like, oh my gosh, you know, we're having a party this week. I would love for you to come. And I was like, oh my gosh friends. Yes. I would love to be there. I will be there. Like it's good. And so I step into this party and for them, um, this was definitely a time of fellowship. Mm -hmm. It was not a time of hospitality. Um, and that honestly was truly one of the worst nights of my life that I have (laughs) experienced because I was just like so excited, so hopeful walking into this party and like basically not a single person talked to me and they like they were all good friends they had all grown up together they were all catholic and yeah. they were all my age um but they just really had no interest in being uncomfortable and in like kind of stepping outside of themselves to yeah. see oh there's a new girl here like let's let's be hospitable let's talk yeah. to her um there was you know the girl who invited me she she did chat with me for a little bit but She's hosting the party, so she kind of had to move on. And yep. um, I do think she could have definitely made more of an effort for other people, you know, like kind of being like, oh, hey, like, why don't you talk to this person? Yeah. And again, I'm an extrovert, so I'm not just like this person that stands in the corner and is like 
come talk to me, you know, (laughs) not afraid to talk to people and start conversation. And so I was trying that and these people just were not interested. Um, And I pretty much get along with almost everyone I meet. And so this was so just like, wow, okay, I feel really awkward here and very unwanted. And there was one girl who asked me a question about myself. And she said, her question was, are you from Texas? And I was like, yeah, I am. And she's like, yeah, you said y'all. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know know what else to say. And then she just like moved on. (laughs) I was like, wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) And there was this point uh, during the night where I was standing there and they were all like sitting on the couches and just kind of, you know, comfortable with each other, just lounging around, hanging out. Um, And I was standing there and I just felt so, it was like this weird feeling of, I have never felt so invisible, but I have also never felt so like naked, you know, like, so it's like, they don't see me at all. But at the same time, I am like a naked elephant, just like standing in this room. I, on my drive home, I like, I cried because I was just so disappointed and I was just like, Lord, what just happened? I, I can't believe that just happened. And um, yeah, so then a week later, I met, I was at a different parish and I met yeah. another young adult and she was like, oh, we're having a young adult night. Like you should come. And I was like, ah, I don't know, like I'm uh-huh. kind of from what happened last time. Yeah. And I almost didn't go. But then, you know, I was praying about it and I just heard God say like, you can't let one bad experience keep you from, you know, the next. Yeah. Making, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'll go. And so I go to this event and I was definitely very nervous about it. I was just like so scared that I was going to feel the way that I had felt before. Um, and they were all so, so hospitable. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and it wasn't even like we were stepping into someone's house. It was actually something that was outside of someone's house. It was like, oh, let's go to like this trampoline park and then go get dinner together at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and yet they all brought hospital hospitality, <laughs> <laughs> hospitality to me. Um, even though no, not one specific person was hosting. Um, yeah. So I think that's another like great thing is that you don't have like you don't have to have this huge house or you don't have to have like all of these things to be hospitable. Like you can bring hospitality to other people. You yeah. don't have to have them come to your house to bring hospitality to them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so they just like, they asked me questions about myself all night. Like they made me feel so welcome. And those are the people who like became my community. Yeah. Um, and it was just like this. I remember driving home that night and be like, thank you, Lord. Like that is what I needed. That was just, yeah, they, those people stepped outside of themselves and they saw that I was like this wanderer just in this deep need of community. And they gave me what I needed. Um, And truly I'm so thankful for them because that is the community. You know, unfortunately a lot of them have actually moved away from Alaska now. Um, But that is the community that has basically kept me in Alaska and kept me from leaving. Cause I, when I came up to Alaska, I was like, okay, I'm only going to do one year and then I'll see what God wants after that. And I had plans to move back to Texas, but then that was the community that I was like, it makes me feel sick. Like thinking of leaving these people and leaving this community. And that's what kept me here, which then obviously led me to meet my husband and now having my family. And yeah. So after that, I had vowed like, okay, I am never going to make someone feel the way that I felt leaving the night of that first group. Um, And that was something that I was just so passionate about. And actually, Alaska is very transient. So we do have a lot of people moving here because we have a military base, um, oil and gas is up here, um, nurses and doctors, you know, traveling nurses and doctors. So um, we do have a lot of people who move up here. And so I was a youth minister and a young adult minister at a parish up here for a while. And Mm any time we saw someone that we didn't recognize because like Alaska is a, you know, smaller community for sure. So um, 
when you see a new face at your parish, you're like, oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. My coworker, John and I, we were always very on top of it of like, oh, I've never seen that person. That's like a young adult. We need to like attack, you know? Um, Yeah. And so we started doing that and I was just like, oh my gosh, these are all the events that are happening. You have to come to all of them. Let me get your number. Let me add you on social media. And just like, definitely sometimes probably way too overbearing for people. (laughs) I feel Um, that way too. Don't worry. (laughs) I was like, no, I like need to make sure that this person feels welcomed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I did that so much that sometimes I think when, especially when I was leading an event, um, I would see them come to the event and I would be like, oh my gosh, hi, so glad that you're here. Let me introduce you to someone. Um, but then it can also, you know, like it can be really easy to fall into the trap of like choosing fellowship over hospitality because you just start to get so comfortable with the, the normal yeah. people in your yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like even I got to one point where there was this girl who we – Christian, my husband and I, we were at daily mass and this was a week before our wedding. And we rec- we like saw her a new face that we've never seen and yeah. started talking to her. And she's like, yeah, you know, I actually like grew up in Alaska, but then I left for a while and now I'm back. And we're like, oh, well, do you have community or anything? And she's like, no, not really. And I was like, hey, we're getting married next week. Do you want to come to our wedding? So you can just like, there's going to be a ton of young adults there. You could just meet them. We'll we'll put you at a table and you can just make yeah. friends. Yeah. And she's like, sure. <laughs> she came to our wedding. So I don't know if she like remained friends with a ton of those people or not. But that was like, I was just like, everybody needs to be friends with everybody and feel welcomed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely... Um, sometimes failed, you know? Um, and like still to this day, um, I would say I, I definitely still try to like be that person that reaches out to other people, but now it's a little bit different because I'm a mom of kids and just like life is a little bit crazier and I don't have all this free time to go to all these different events that are happening for young adults. Um, but Yeah. So that is kind of like my story of what really kind of jump-started this passion for being hospitable and whatnot. Um, And so, yes, to me, so to me, they fellowship and hospitality can go hand in hand, but they don't always, right? So hospitality is seeing someone new in my community, inviting them over for dinner or for a play date if it's, you know, a mom. And to me, this usually looks like me cleaning my house, Um, like not crazy cleaning, but like definitely cleaning it a a lot more than if just like my friends are coming over Um, and making sure that if they're coming over for dinner, then making sure that dinner is like basically ready once they get here. Um, That way I'm not like in the kitchen because our, our living room and our kitchen are totally separate. Um, yeah. So I can't just, you know, it's not open concept. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically making sure that dinner is ready. That way I can like be fully present to them. Um, or if they're coming over for a play date, like making sure that I have something baked or like fresh hot coffee or tea ready for them. Yeah. Um, and um, when these people come into my home, I want them to feel welcome and cozy and wanted and special. So when they step in, I want them to just be like, wow, like I can let my guard down here. You know, this is this is a place that I do feel welcome. And like, oh, she made muffins for this play date. Like, wow, she she put some effort into it. Like she cares. Um, and so this is also usually more of like an intimate, intentional time and setting Um, and so like, usually I personally, I would try not to invite a ton of people to this time. Um, if it's a play date, then I would usually invite like another mom and her kid who that I'm close with. Um, or if it's a dinner, then maybe like two other friends. Um, if it's a single person or if it's a couple, then maybe just one other couple friend that way, um, you know, we can actually get to know this person in, in a more intentional setting, but then they're also meeting other people that yeah. when 
they get invited to like a bigger event, they now have faces and names um, that they yeah. know and recognize and that they can be like, oh, hey, like I know you. And it's not just the person who's hosting this party that I know. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, when I invite someone new to a bigger event, um, like just a party, you know, that's happening at my house, um, I definitely have noticed in the past because I'm not saying like never do this. It, I would say this depends on the event and the group of people that are are invited to yeah. this event. Um, but I have noticed that you you run the risk of letting that person be forgotten, like I talked about earlier. Um, and yeah, so when I'm having these larger gatherings, I don't always invite this new person that I just met. Um, not because I don't want them there, yep. <laughs> but because and like I actually go through I'm like oh I sh we should invite this person we just met and then I'm like no wait okay this person and it also depends on the person as well yes. right yeah. um if this is like a super extroverted person that I'm like wow you have a giant personality like you have no issue making friends <laughs> yeah. on here. Yeah. um but I just noticed that um that like you just have to be intentional when inviting a newer person into a larger gathering where there are a lot of close friends, right? Yep. Because that is the fellowship aspect. Yep. Um, and you might run the risk of what happened to me in that fellowship setting where I was expecting hospitality and fellowship, but like mm -hmm. I received none of it. Um, yep. and, and like I said, you never want someone to feel that the way that I did. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so just always trying to have them over for more intentional time at least once before, yeah. before inviting them over to these large gatherings. Where are all of my current brides to be at? Or maybe you know of a girlfriend currently planning her wedding? If you said yes to either of those questions, listen up. Wedding planning shouldn't be stressful. After all, you're planning the biggest and one of the most holiest days of your life. White Lily Weddings is a Catholic wedding planning company dedicated to creating holy marriages modeled after Mary and Joseph, which stand out like a lily among the thorns in today's society. Marie and her team at White Lily Weddings offers your typical planning packages such as full service, month of management, etc., but they also offer 100% customizable planning packages to fit your exact needs and budget. If you are a Catholic bride, or you know of one, be sure to check out whitelilyweddings.com or follow them on Instagram at white.lily.weddings. All of the information is in the episode description. I know I had touched on like hospitality to me is, you know, my house looking really nice and like things being baked and having enough food for this person. Yep. But at the same time, um, because that is kind of an, an inconvenience and um, uncomfortable a little bit, right? Like, oh, I have to clean my house because these people are coming over. Yep. <laughs> um, but at the same time, hospitality is also, it's also a last minute invitation to the new couple or family or person at your parish or wherever, you know, wherever you're meeting people. Yep. Um, even if you don't know what you're going to feed them, or even if you left for mass in a hurry be, and like your house is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is also hospitality because that is definitely uncomfortable inviting someone into your space where you're like, I'm so sorry. Like there are toys everywhere. We, let me see what we have in our freezer. Um, yep. Or like all I can offer you is a cup of coffee or even like, okay, we're going to get home. We're going to put the kids down and husband, you're going to run out to the store and get X, <laughs> Y, and Z. Um, or even just like, budgeting to make sure that you kind of always have a little bit of extra food in your freezer um, if that situation arises, right? So yeah. like always preparing. And so like that is kind of a little bit of an inconvenience and it's an inconvenience to your time, to your budget, um, to your stressors. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such a gift, right? Yeah. And so it's like, um, and it's just so sacrificial at the same time because you're saying, one, either I'm going to like clean my house all day, cook this amazing meal to have someone over, or two, I'm going to invite this person into my mess. And um, like, it doesn't really matter because I just want them to feel welcome. And I just want them to, yeah, just come over and like 
have fellowship and also um, have hospitality given to them. Yeah. Um, so now moving in to uh, fellowship is that – so fellowship is – it obviously is hospitable, right? Because, yeah. um, like, we're cooking for friends. We're preparing for them. Yeah. Um, and so it is – you are being hospitable to them. But like I said, it is also um, – it's just very comfortable. And um, and this is this is great. Like, this is not a bad – comfortability right yep, yep. Um, uh so yeah with hospitality um I feel like I need to just be on all the time and like kind of hyper aware like when we have people over and especially if I'm inviting someone to maybe a little bit of a bigger event even yep. if it's fellowship for everyone else I'm like okay I have to be hospitable to this person I have to um just make sure that like I'm watching them throughout the night and making sure that they're having a good time and like they don't feel alone in the corner. And um, yeah, it's it's kind of draining, right? Like we have to be on and um, just a little bit more hyper aware. And like I said in the very beginning, like, okay, let me think of questions. <laughs> and, like, let's make sure we're asking good questions. And um, yeah, so with fellowship now, I feel like I can just chill out. Right. Like these are my people who are coming over who I am just so comfortable with and yep. I don't have to think about questions because conversation <laughs> flows so easily. And like I don't have to worry about my children screaming because their children are screaming, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> and like we're just so like these are like this is my community. Right. Like these are my friends that I'm just so comfortable with. And so um, there's not this like need to be on. Um, and there's not this huge need to impress as well. Um, and so, um, so hospitality is trying to have the meal ready when people arrive, whereas fellowship is allowing your friend, um, to help you chop the veggies for the meal or to help you set the table. Um, and so that was really cool to notice the difference of like, how am I acting when I invite certain people over yeah. And then kind of seeing the shift in how deep my friendship is going with that person, yeah. um, which I have this really funny story of our good friend, Maggie, she was coming over with her brother. Um, he was visiting and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to clean the house. I have to like get everything ready. And then I was like, oh no, wait, it's just Maggie coming over. Like yeah. I don't have to clean the house like crazy and get everything <laughs> ready and I can cook while they're here. And it's like, I didn't know her brother. But at the same time, I was just so comfortable with Maggie and knew yeah. that we were such good friends that I was like, one, her brother's a boy, so he probably won't care that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that they just like want to come over and hang out. Like they're not looking to be um, impressed in any way. Yeah. Um, and so that was like a really good moment for me to be like, wow, I'm good friends with Maggie because yep. <laughs> we'll have to clean up for her. Yeah, <laughs> And obviously there are times, and, and I think this is kind of when we, um, you know, we shift into the entertaining po- portion of this conversation that we do want to impress our friends. Yeah. And so to me, entertaining, um, it it's hospitality um, or fellowship, um, but kind of like with more pressure. Right. So um, when I think of entertaining, it is a gift to my friends, but it is also way more of a stressor to me. Um, And so when entertaining, I definitely get more stressed because I know I'm trying to impress my friends. So um, so this is, you know, this is like instead of just giving my time and talent through hospitality and like my love. Um, entertaining, it is definitely more of a creative outlet for me. And so it's, um, it's like, okay, I want to throw this amazing party, but I also like, like as a gift to my friends, but I also kind of want to impress them a little bit. And so these are like our bigger events. So like my son's birthday parties or even my own birthday parties because (laughs) I have my birthday. <laughs> and or like a Super Bowl party or a Valentine's Day party or yeah. even just like a girls' night, you know. Yeah. All of these 
like all of these gatherings are things that I kind of like go all out for and yeah. I like get the decorations and I like go on Pinterest like <laughs> months in advance and have the Pinterest board like done with every all of my yeah. ideas and so yeah it's it is a time that we are obviously being hospitable and we are obviously you know um creating fellowship within that time because a lot of the time those events are um with our pretty close yeah. friends you know but it definitely is i find that when i'm throwing a party for entertaining sake oh my goodness i am like in the worst mood all day just like, <laughs> trying to clean everything and like boys what are you doing like put your toys away oh my gosh yep. there's jelly on the couch you know <laughs> just yep. like um this and i'm like trying to do it all from scratch right like i'm trying to make all the food from scratch and just make it so delicious and beautiful and like charcuterie board with like salami that's shaped like a rose and <laughs> and all the fruit looks perfect and yeah um, yeah i i the last time we had an event like that i was like oh my gosh like why am i so stressed and like everything has to be perfect before the first person walks in. Yeah. And that is just like, yeah, that is so fun to have that creative outlet. But I always notice I'm so stressed and like not in the best mood. And then it's like, oh, okay, that was a whirlwind of a day. Yeah. <laughs> and like, did I really even fully enjoy myself during that time? Um, which sometimes the answer is yes, I did. Um, yeah. But then sometimes the answer is like, no, yeah, I was like pretty much in the kitchen most of that time, like yeah. doing dishes or, you know, anything like that. So yeah. yeah, that's kind of, to me, that's the difference of all three. And I think that all three are so beautiful and so necessary. Yeah. Um, but I, it, I think it's just a good conversation to have in that, yeah, like what – just to be self-aware, like what is what is the difference between the three and especially between the first two, you know, between hospitality yeah. and fellowship and and how can we – yeah, just be more self-aware and how can we be more intentional with with all of that? And yeah, um, yeah so that's, that's kind of all I have to say. No, I love that. It was so good. I didn't even have to talk and I'm like, you go, girl. You're – oh, it's so good because I'm like – before this episode, I'm like – I have no idea what I'm going to say because I've never hosted like anyone or like, you know, done anything because I'm obviously eight months into marriage and just haven't, I mean, the first couple months we were living in an apartment. So obviously like could not, like we had two bar stools. That was oh, it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no space. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like, I was just like, what am I going to say? But you said it so well. Um, and I think for me, just like, I mean, kind of entering into this season of really like, um, you know, settling down and being able to have these opportunities, it opens my eyes to like, what is the difference? And um, when, you know, when you shared your little experience of being, you know, the naked elephant in the room, um, really was like, oh, like, you know, what is like, like, I've experienced that before too. Like, I don't remember specific, you know, times and dates, but I know I felt that way too, of like feeling like I'm just like the mouse in the corner that no one sees, but also yeah. you're like awkwardly there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think it's so important to remember, especially, you know, like, oh, yeah, I've experienced that before. I don't want someone else to feel that way, too. So, yeah. uh, and also just kind of reflecting on, like, yeah. have I ever made someone feel that way? And if I have, then, like, it's not too late to reach out and apologize to them. You know, yeah. some of the girls who, um, who were at that first event, I am friends with now, yeah. um, just because, you know, Anchorage is such a small community, Catholic community. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it was like maybe two years after that happened. And one of them reached out to me and was like, hey, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry for that first time that like we met. And um, that meant so much to me to just be like, wow, okay, I'm not crazy. You know, like <laughs> that just validated what I felt. But also at the same time, thank you for for noticing that. And yeah. Um, yeah, obviously I forgive you and I'm happy to be your friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's also just a good way to reflect on our our past times of, of having people around, whether it's, you know, like I said, inviting them into your home or inviting them to an event. Yeah. Um, because I feel like with us young adults, there are so many events happening yeah. um, and it's so easy to invite someone, but then it's easy to like be there with your friends and the person shows up and you're like, oh, hey. Okay, bye. Yep. <laughs> and like yeah. not really. Great, you have attention. to talk to them. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. And like, especially introducing them to other people yeah. um, because you're not going to hit it off with everyone. You know, like your personality yep. is not going to match with everyone's personality. That is okay. But if yep. you can find, if you can connect them with someone who, who will match with their personality, that could be just like a game changer for yeah. that one person, you know? Yeah. Um, and one other thing I wanted to hit on is that um, I know I kind of mentioned this earlier is that like all of our styles of hospitality can look different, right? Yes. Like um, you might have the perfect house for hosting and bringing people in, but then you also might like be in an apartment that yep. has no parking for people. Um yep. Or you have two bar stools. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's just like not the right time in your life. Um, or you have, you know, like a newborn baby that you're still trying to figure things out and you're not like totally comfortable with like bringing people into your home yet. Yep. Um, so like all of our styles can look different. And that means that like hospitality, and I know I said this earlier, but it's so important that I'm just going to repeat it, is that hospitality is that you don't, it doesn't have to be in your home. Yeah. And so what does being if you don't if you're not in the season of life and if you don't have um the right home for hosting, yeah. what does hospitality look like to you? That's and- literally the question I was going to ask you after all you said. So, <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yes. So, like well, yeah, how can you be hospitable in your season of life and yeah. where you're coming from, where you live? Does that look like maybe just making a meal for a friend who might need it? Or does that look like going, meeting someone new and um, inviting them to go get coffee? Um, Or inviting them, there's this awesome place here in Anchorage, um, which I'm like, if it's in Anchorage, I assume it's like everywhere in the lower 48 because we are like, 10 years behind (laughs) the rest of America Um, as far as like trends and all things. Um, But it's this, it's called Fresh Cut Playhouse. And if it's a coffee house, but they have like a designated area for little kids six and under to play that's like locked in. So you can like go put your little toddlers in this play area that has like all of these cool Montessori toys and everything. Yep. And then you can sit at the table and have coffee with a friend and like know that your kid is like entertained and also safe, like not running away because, yeah. you know, it's it's gated in. But then so like you can sit there and do that, but then also just like be present to your friend at the same yeah. time. Um, and so, yeah, it's like that's sometimes so nice to do, especially in the winter, because it's, you know, we have such long intense winters here in Alaska um and it's like man I just I'm having cabin fever I just want to get out of my house um and so okay let's get the kids out let's go to this place um and like let's sit and just chat with each other and oh maybe I'll pick up your coffee because I want to be hospitable to you so yeah it doesn't always look like hospitality doesn't always look like inviting someone into your home and throwing them this extravagant dinner right um Obviously, it can, <laughs> and it does for probably a lot of us, um, but it can, yeah, look like – so something I'm doing for Lent for my almsgiving because I was trying to be creative with my almsgiving also. Yeah. Um, sorry, not to give away that we are in Lent right now, <laughs> even though That's this right. is releasing in May. Yep. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I decided I want to do, I kind of looked at almsgiving as like, okay, what are – what would be good for time, treasure, and talent? Mm-hmm. And so for my talent portion, I was like, well, I love to cook. Um, yeah. And and I'm pretty good at it, not to toot my own horn. But <laughs> um, I was like, something that I would love to do each week is to pray um, and just ask the Holy Spirit to put someone on my heart and then to make a meal for them. Um, and that could be someone, you know, like our friends who just have babies there's meal trains, but, um, it could be like, maybe they had a baby like two months ago. So they're still in the newborn stage, but like the meal trains are over now, or it could be a friend who has toddlers and is just like, oh my gosh, I am going crazy this week. And the last (laughs) thing I want to think about is dinner. Or it could be a single friend who maybe had like a really stressful week at work or at school. Um, or someone who, a friend who's sick, right? So like just Lord, 
please place someone on my heart this week and whoever you place, I'm going to reach out to them and say, okay, which day of the week would you like me to drop like a home cooked meal off for you? Um, And so I'm not inviting them over, right? Like I am simply just making them a meal and dropping it off. Um, And that has been so fun and such a blessing. Um, And just like their reaction is really amazing. And it's such a gift um, to be able to do that for them. And so that in a sense is also hospitality. Um, But if you're like, oh, I am not a good cook and I don't like to cook, um, (laughs) you could send them a Grubhub gift card or um, you could go to the store and get them like a pre-made meal um, or ask them like, what's your favorite restaurant and pick up food for them? You know, like you don't have to be this amazing cook, but you also don't have to have like this huge budget um, to do these things also. Like I said, it could be as simple as – a cup of coffee or a baked good or even just like, hey, can I come over and if if you want <laughs> and just have um just have a conversation with you and yeah. just be really intentional in those conversations. Like don't be on your phone. Um yep. <laughs> you know, like make eye contact, ask yeah. good questions. Yep. Um because again, it's us getting outside of ourselves, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's what hospitality can can also yeah. look like aside yeah. from just bringing people into your home yeah and it's it's much more simpler than we you know than, it, than sometimes we think it should be or could be right mm-hmm. like you know inviting someone to a coffee shop to get coffee like you know we, you might already be doing that right mm-hmm. but you know like how can I you know still you know bring that hospitality aspect into our conversations you know and um you know, yeah, like, am I distracted while I'm, you know, hosting this person, whether, you know, you're at your house or at a coffee shop or going on a walk together, you know, like. Oh, for sure. Yes, that is one thing with ministry, um, specifically also with young adult ministry, we would um, meet with people in coffee shops all the time just to like get to know them. And, um, you know, we were very much of like, the new evangelization of creating disciples. And, um, and so we were just like, we just want to create intentional relationships with people. And there were so many times that I would just be sitting there and I would just like have this glazed look over my face Mm -hmm. and like kind of be zoned out. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? (laughs) You know, like I am not being intentional and I am not like, you know, when you do that so often, I think it's really easy to fall into that. But, um, but yeah, it is so important to not, to not be distracted and to not have that like zone out or be thinking about like, oh, what are all the things I have to get done today? Or like constantly checking your watch. Even if you have an Apple watch and like, you're not checking the time, you're just like, oh, I got a notification that like nobody knows, right? Nobody knows that you got a notification. So when you like look at it, I always always try to be so careful of this. Yeah. Um, especially when I'm with like people that I don't know super well. Yeah. Is like, oh no, I'm not looking at my watch to check the time. Um yeah. I'm just, you know, like, oh, I have this notification. So I always yeah. try to be very careful with my Apple Watch and doing little things like that that can really um, you know, make someone feel the difference of like very wanted there. Or yeah. like, wow, I'm really boring this person. Like this person does not want to be with me right now. Yeah. Um, which maybe might not be the case, but they don't know that if you're yeah. giving them different cues that might say otherwise. No, that's great. That's a great point too of how how are my nonverbal actions, you know, like impacting our conversation and our time together too. Yeah. Uh, because there's times where I even like check my phone or like, if it's something urgent that I need to respond to and the other person is talking, I'll just like respond and be like, just keep talking guys. You got to respond to this quick, but it's like, no, like I should let her finish or whoever it is. Or if it's like super, super, super urgent, be like, Hey, this is urgent. Please hold your thought. Like, um, you know, like making that effort of communicating what's happening, you know, instead of like, you know, just making them feel like maybe they're unwanted now that, they've been talking for 10 minutes, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I've definitely felt that being the talker a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, you know? for sure. And 
that just reminded me of one other thing is yeah. um this is like kind of leaving hospitality now <laughs> but um it's like when we when we interrupt someone or when someone gets interrupted so I'm number six of seven kids, so I have lots of older siblings. Yep. My family is like Irish, Catholic, loud, crazy, <laughs> very opinionated. Yep. <laughs> and um, I – it's funny when people see me um, with my family who, you know, they didn't know – they knew – what am I trying to say? They, <laughs> they met me before they met my family, right? Yes. And yep. um, And so if they see me with my family, they're like, wow, you're actually a little more quiet like when you're with your family versus I'm like the loud one, the crazy one with my friends. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's just because I love my family so much, but um, they are talkers and they're interrupters. And yeah. there are so many times where I'll say something and then it, I just get completely spoken over. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I really hate this feeling so much. And yeah. I always used to fight and be like, no, 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 I'm trying to say something. Like, let me speak. Um, yeah. And then it just got so exhausting of like, you know, actually, if they don't like come – if I get interrupted and they don't come back to me, then they actually don't care what I have to say at all. And yeah. so like, why should I waste my breath on that? Yeah. And so then I started thinking like, okay, well – I'm going to implement this within my community of friends as well. Yeah. And if I say something and I get interrupted and nobody brings it back to me, then I am not going to care to bring it up again because clearly nobody had an interest in that. Yeah. Um, and then flipping it around and always just being like, okay, if I notice that someone gets interrupted because I know how bad I feel when I'm interrupted and like it's yes. not brought back to me. Yes. So if I notice someone else getting interrupted or if I interrupt someone because I, I am a part of my family, yep. I do interrupt. Um, yep. I always try to bring it back to them. And mm -hmm. so maybe that's like so this person's telling a story and then someone interrupts and like, Maybe we get on like a side tangent because, man, does that happen. Yep. Um, but then I'm always like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, what were you saying earlier yeah. about the thing? Yeah. And you can just tell. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah. Like, what were you saying? And, you know, I don't think it's like a lack of interest. I think we're mm. all just like so – we do have a lot of self-centeredness and – um and I'm not talking about like we, my group of friends. I'm just talking about we as humans. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, we do just like have a self-centeredness. And then we also, especially in this day and age of being um, raised up with social media, like we have a short attention span. Yep. Um, so yeah, that is something that I think is also so crucial to be self-aware of in um, how often am I interrupting someone? Um, mm. But how can like, how can I stop doing that? But then also, how can I always bring it back to the person? Because I never want them to think that they – like there's no interest there, right? Yeah. That like I want to be intentional with this conversation. Um, so yeah, what you had said just yeah. like sparked that in my, my brain. No, and absolutely. And I think – and like we're both girls who can talk forever, um, you know. And so it's <laughs> like for me – like, especially even sometimes just with my husband of someone who I'm obviously very comfortable with being around, I notice that sometimes I'll interrupt him. And it's like, mm -hmm. wait, like, although like he loves listening to me talk and he acknowledges that because sometimes I'm like, dude, I talk too much. Like, what do you, do you want to say something? He's like, no, I just want to listen to you talk. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I do notice that there are times that I interrupt him or interrupt other people. And um, and I know what it's like being the talker who always wants to be saying something or, mm -hmm. you know, has like, oh yeah, like this story or, oh yeah, this, whatever, you know, I know what it's like, it feels like to be interrupted. So that's a great point too, that you brought up of just like remembering, yeah, how are we, um, I don't know, you know, just being in conversation and just in, in life, you know, it's just a kind of a great, like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And that that like falls into hospitality and fellowship as well. So yeah. it's like important when we're with people who are new, but then it's like also so important when we're with pe the people that we're most comfortable with yeah. because those are the people we probably really over talk um, yep. and over interrupt because we're like, oh, whatever. They're just our friends or they're just our spouses or yep. they're just our family. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah. 
Nope, I totally agree. That's so good. And I think we could talk about this forever, um, but I'm going to kind of start to wrap up our conversation. So um, I ask this to every guest, um, what is one piece of advice you want every young Catholic woman to know? And this can relate to um, this topic or it can be anything. So I'd love to hear what you got. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably just like, just echoing what I said earlier that like you don't have to have this amazing space or all this money to be hospitable um, and to invite people into fellowship. Um, And just like my piece of advice is sit down with the Lord and figure out what hospitality can look like for you in your season of life, at your age, at your stage, um, at your financial means. Um, and try to find your style of hospitality, um, and then try it out. And if it doesn't work, then go back to the Lord and, and see what, else he, has, yeah, yeah. See what yeah. else he has to say again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say, yeah, just figure out what that is and know that like, as your seasons of life change, then your style of hospitality will change as well. Yep. I was just going to say um, that. That was what I was going to follow up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <My> mind, girl. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. So um, just giving yourself grace in in all seasons um, of life that you're going through, but also knowing that hospitality and fellowship are crucial. So mm-hmm. it is crucial for you to figure out what that looks like yeah. for you. Yep. And prayer, just as you said, prayer is a great place to start with that if you're like, what am I supposed to do? Um, you know, Paige gave many great examples of things throughout the episode. So, um, yeah, just the Lord will lead you in where we're supposed to go in everything in life. And so, um, yeah, as you approach this conversation with the Lord, if it's something new to you, um, as it is for me of just asking the Lord, like, you know, like I want these opportunities, like put them in front of me and, you know, give me the graces to, to do them and, um, you know, to be hospitable or to, um, you know, bring people over whatever it is that, like I said, that he's calling you to, like, mm-hmm. um, the Lord's got it all figured out. So we just have to, you know, kind of be his hands and feet and welcome those who he puts in our, in our path. So. Right. Right. Um, and that just like reminds me of like Jesus being hospitable in that, like, he didn't have a home to invite people into. He literally yep. invited himself into their homes. Yep. <laughs> and so yep. like, that was his style of hospitality. So, um, yeah, just like, yeah. What does that look like for you? And also just like, don't compare yourself to others in, in how you're hosting things versus they're hosting things. Because like I said, everyone's financial means are different. Everyone's season of life is different. And so, um, at the end of the day, like nobody really cares about, um, what you served for food or like, what decorations you had. Um, yeah. like, and as a wedding photographer, I actually always tell this to my bride and grooms. I'm always like, look, at the end of the day, in a month, in a year, nobody is going to remember what you served at your wedding. Nobody is going to yeah. remember the color scheme that you had. Nobody's going to remember the flowers that you chose. Yeah. All they are going to remember was, did I have a good time? Yeah. And Obviously, we can cultivate a great time with food and music and, yeah. <laughs> and yep. you know, stuff like that that makes it memorable. But ultimately, what – like, how did I feel at this event? Yeah. Um, how did the host make me feel? And did did I come out of that feeling filled up? Was yep. the conversation filling me up? So, yeah, you don't have to have all this money or – Yeah. Just don't compare yourself to other people hosting, especially on social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we all have different personalities, so we're all going to do it differently. And so yes. once again, just embracing who you are too, of like, you know, you, you know, like say for example, you're a super good cook, you know? And mm-hmm. like for me, I'm just getting into the season of life where I'm the cook, you know? Uh-huh. And so my cooking skills are on the mend and we're working on them daily. <laughs> right. And so, um, yeah, once again, like we all have our own gifts and talents and we all can serve and host and, you know, be hospitable in all of our own different ways. And so, um, yeah, I love how you also mentioned, yeah, don't compare yourself because mm-hmm. <laughs> that can be really hard and then it makes us not even want to do it. So yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And then you're missing out on a great time with good friends. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so if people want to keep this conversation going with you or have any thoughts, um, and want to DM you or message you, do you want to share any of your social media 
Um, and then if you also want to share your podcast again too, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at rock page scissors. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, my name is Paige Mendoza. You could also just look that up as well. Um, and then, um, for our podcast, um, we are on all of the major streaming platforms, um, moving mountains podcast. And, um, we're like a a yellow circle logo with mountains. Um, And then our Instagram for that is at Moving Mountains Podcast AK, yep. um, as in Alaska AK. Yep. <laughs> um, and so you can follow us on there as well. And we we're also on Facebook, but I mean, basically, if you follow us on Instagram, then everything yep. you'll you'll see is the same. Yes, so that's kind of more for our our older crowd. <laughs> yep, yep, that's how I am too. All of our yep. mom's friends. <laughs> yep, yep, amen. Oh yeah. Um, her Instagram will be in the episode description as they always are. Um, be sure to go follow along. And um, if you have questions on this topic or need ideas or whatever, go message Paige. She'd love to hear from you. So, yes. And uh, if you want to make a trip up to Alaska and need any <laughs> tips or anything, I am more than happy to help. <laughs> yes. She can help you vacation plan. I'm sure she, she's she got some good places to go sightsee. Yes. So. And you can come over for a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen. That's so fun. I'm booking a trip to Alaska. <laughs> Yes, Whitney. (laughs) Oh, this is so fun. It literally felt like we were having a cup of coffee together. I'm super thankful for um, you just sharing your your gift of your love for hospitality and just sharing that with us. us. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you so much for having me on and allowing me to just kind of word vomit all over your podcast. (laughs) It's been so fun. Thanks again. (laughs) Hey, girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.